0: I'm Tom. I'm Stephanie. This is a podcast about what bonds people and places together.
1: Or as we like to call
0: it, Food Glue. So morning. Morning. We're here at The Star to talk to Jules from Oxjam Beeston about the fantastic music festival that takes place in Beeston every year. And to learn more about it, where it started, what venues it's in. And a little bit about what its ethos is, because it seems to us that it's all about bringing people and places together, which is what our podcast is all about. Yep. So, Jules, for our listeners who don't know what an Ox Jam is, could you sort of briefly explain it?
2: So um, Ox Jam Beeston has been going for about 11 years. I think we're just entering our 12th year now. Um, And it's basically a music festival for everyone to come and join in. Um, to raise money for Oxfam. Um, Oxjams have been happening all over the country over the years, but they've dwindled off in a lot of places now. But Beeston has always been incredibly successful at hosting Oxjam. And I think because we're such a diverse group of people here in and around Beeston, and also we've got the university just on the doorstep. Mm -hmm. Um, And what we do is Oxjam... um, we're all run by volunteers, but we ask for local artists to come along and give up their time to play in the restaurants and the bars and coffee shops of Beeston. Um, and this year we have um, got over 120 artists signed wow. up. And over, I think it's now up to about 20 venues in and around Beeston. Wow. The star where we are at the moment is our headline. Um, sponsor so they have two stages they have the indoor stage and the outdoor stage and and basically it's all genres of music Um, we have uh, rock pop indie jazz choirs singing at the Methodist church and this happens from midday on the 15th of October and then from six o'clock onwards we ask people to buy a ticket or a wristband to enjoy the entertainment in the evening
0: So you spoke earlier about there were more ox jams than just Beeston. Mm. How do you know how many there are in, in in other locations?
2: There aren't any more. Beeston is the only one oh, that's wow. still going. Okay. So as the others have, have, have sort of fallen off I mean it, it in fairness, it takes an awful lot of organising. And we start our organising process around June July time. So Oxjam finishes and then we're already thinking ahead for the next year. And you, you need a strong team of organisation to be able to, to, to sort that out. Uh, and we're very fortunate that we've got that. We're a team of about only 10. Um, but all now quite experienced in what it takes to, to get Oxjam up and running. So as far as I'm aware, I stand to be corrected, but as far as I'm aware, only Beast is hosting Ox Jam Oxjam this year.
0: So why do you think that is? What what is it about this town that makes Beeston's, it? Beeston's
2: Beeston's a very special place. You know, it's it's quite quite a big town, but as I said before, it's diverse and you've got um people of a very generous nature. And we're close to knots, so we also get quite a lot of people coming in from Nottingham and surrounding areas. Um and with the university close by, you get quite a lot of the students wanting to come along. Um, and you've got quite a lot of independents here as well that want to support it. So we, we're we very fortunate that, that a lot of the independent bars, coffee shops and shops want to get involved. Yeah. Um, so I think it's that really. And ultimately, they want to raise funds for Oxfam.
1: How long is it on for? You said it starts on the 15th of October. How long does it
2: run for? So we start at midday, -hmm. uh, usually in the square with the rock choir, the Eastern Rock Choir performing, which is always popular. Mm -hmm. Um, But all the coffee shops uh, tend to have their daytime acts. Mm -hmm. The Crown will have um, artists on in the day as well. So any time from 12 o'clock, people start wandering through. Uh, get a lot of families in the daytime, yeah. um, and it lasts until midnight. Wow. So it finishes with a fantastic silent disco. I don't know if you've been along to that before, oh. which is amazing at the Victory Club. So, yeah, 12 hours.
0: How do you go about? So, obviously, you've already mentioned Beaston's full of small independents and independent pubs. And free houses, yeah, like one of the, like the one we're in at the moment. How do you go about choosing venues and the artists?
2: We approach those that have supported us in the past, um, and they've they've almost always wanted to come back and support us again, because obviously there's some running costs with doing all of this. So um, the likes of the Star will sponsor us, and then they will um, have some say so over which acts they would like to perform. Um, and then basically, it's it's going and asking them and just saying, you know, this is happening. Beeston comes alive. Um, people be, will want to be going into your coffee shops. Will want to be going into your bars and pubs. Um, would you like to um, either host a musician or an act? Little places like the Pottle. Mm and totally tapped down on Chihuahua High Road. Obviously, they're very small, so, but we have plenty of um, solo artists that can set up and play in there. Mm. So we're, ne- we're never short of venues. Um, this year, because we've now got the Arc Cinema, mm, going to, well, I've already approached them and they're interested in becoming involved as well, wow. which I think is fantastic because it's a big frontage yeah. and you've got a lot of foot going mm. through there. Because apart from just selling tickets, we need volunteers because we can't run it without volunteers. So, you know, probably need about 80 volunteers to make it work for the day. So um, a big push now with four weeks to go is to get more people signed up to actually help us out. Um, And what that will mean for them is perhaps two or three hours of their time might be exchanging tickets for wristbands or um, hosting in the venues to help the music acts with changeover, that sort of thing. Sound engineers, we're always short of sound engineers um, because that's quite a specialist role. Um,
1: You're pretty much guaranteed by volunteering though to be somewhere, call in Beeson and enjoy some good music.
2: Absolutely, and if you volunteer, you get a free wristband so you're not even paying for your ticket. Mm. The more volunteers we get the less time we need them to do, so they can go ahead and go and enjoy the rest of the day.
0: How does someone apply to be a volunteer?
2: So if they go onto our website, (laughs) www.oxjambiesten.org, that will take them to the link where they can sign up to volunteer, and that will also take them to the link where they can buy tickets online if they wish to. Tickets are also on sale at the uh, Books and Music Oxfam, Oxfam, sorry, uh, on the High Road. Uh, so they can get the rest, wristbands directly from there, or they can get their tickets online. Um, but like I say, more volunteers, the better. So if we can push for that, that would be fantastic. What's your favourite venue? Oh, you can't ask me that. I've got to be impartial.
0: Outside of Jam, which one of the venues <laughs> would you go to?
2: When I came along six years ago, when I wasn't volunteering, yep. I came here and it's absolutely buzzing to the point where they have to monitor people coming in and out because mm. it's it's heaving. But there are um, fantastic bands like Goose McCoy, I don't know if you've ever seen them, um, Outriders, All oh, I could give you a list of all the the different types of bands that are playing um and there's a really great atmosphere here in the daytime the crown's great it's got that outside have you been along to the crown before Mm -hmm. it's got the outside bit with the marquees up um and of course a lot of the venues will put on extra food type Mm -hmm. things because they're expecting so many more numbers
1: Something a bit
2: different, maybe, to what they normally do. Yeah, so I know at the Crown they quite often have um, Jamaican food, oh, street wow. food. Yeah, yeah so they get,
0: um, a, they get one of their, they do their pop-ups. So mm. they get pop-up kitchens in, especially, yeah. potentially mm. a couple. Wow, cool. Because there's a lot of people. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I like to listen to a little bit of everything. Mm. So, you know, I've got a quite a diverse... Personally, I've got quite a diverse taste in music. So I might pop in and listen to the choir. And then, well, this is what I would do if I wasn't running around like yeah. <laughs> such and such all day long. Um, yeah. But, you know, a little bit of jazz. Yeah. Um, the Middle Street Resource Centre. I don't know if you've yeah. been down there. The garden there is lovely. Yeah. They, they host a lot of folk type music down there. Oh, okay. So really, it's about catering for everybody. Um, and we've just found that it's always been very, very successful because of that. And that's the way forward, really, for us. Yeah.
1: It really is a hub of different communities here in Beeston. And so, therefore, that, you know, naturally lends itself to different music and different venues, as you say, and people exploring.
2: It's Absolutely. Town. Absolutely. One of the
0: hardest things is to work out where you're going to go next. Yeah. you're, you know... 120 artists to choose from mm-hmm. this year, which will be a difficult decision sometimes. Yeah. But I've had some of the best live music gigs I've ever been to mm. um, outside of massive stadium bands at Oxjam. I remember a couple very clearly, one of which was Dog Explosion. Yes. Oliver Lovely, um, who's more of a performance artist than he is uh, than he is a musician. He's a very good musician, but he played at the Berliner yeah. at about nine, eight or nine o'clock yeah. And it was amazing because he's quite, he's very, quite high concept. Mm-hmm. of so 80s protest music. It's very niche. Very, if he's on, we need to, we need to go and see okay. him. But it was the most amazing gig. Yeah. And he was buzzing. I think he normally plays to about six, six of his mates in a, in a small pub We he had about, he had a hundred or so in the Berliner. It you, was amazing.
1: Because of the nature of the venues, I guess you can get up close to some of these acts than you would anywhere else and really be part of the performance. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and this year we've actually, a new venue, we're going down into the Ryland, so the Boat and Horses have come on board, okay. which is really good. Mm. Um, you know, um, we're never short of venues wanting to come on board, it's just how we manage that, which mm. is why we say, you know, the more volunteers we have, the more we can manage mm. and open it up even to even a broader mm. audience, really. Mm.
0: I was a bit surprised to learn it's not been as successful elsewhere than Beeston. Because, you know, we've talked about one of the re- some of the reasons mm. why. Um, and I, I, one of the questions I was going to ask, because I'd, I'd heard that Beeston Jam had been the biggest location several times mm. when it was running, and it's just one of those... Mm. I'm, but then that's partly why we're doing a podcast. Mm. Stephanie and me have set this podcast up, is because yeah. Beeston is so diverse and it yeah. is so interesting and there mm. are so many independents. And I guess all of those reasons are why... Ox Oxjam has been so successful.
2: Yeah, and I think this year we've actually reduced the ticket price because we realise times are very tough for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And yes, ultimately we want to raise as much money as we can for Oxfam. Mm-hmm. That's the ultimate goal. But also we want people to just be able to get out and enjoy themselves and enjoy live music. Um, and so our ticket prices are only £10 for... Um, over 16s, £5 for 12 to 16s and it's free for under 12s and it's about being affordable for everyone Mm -hmm. Um, you know and as I say families tend to come along in the day when it's all free and then we might sell some more tickets for people to they are having a great time and they don't want it to end so you know they carry on into the evening and when you think about a silent disco for example on its own how much you'd pay to go into one of those If you're getting into that as well, it just finishes the day off, really.
0: I don't think there's any doubt that it's phenomenal value and you get to see yeah, so fun. many different diverse artists and have fun and connect with people.
1: And it drives great, great traffic into all the independent businesses and pubs in yeah. Nottingham who are struggling themselves at the moment. Absolutely. It makes people go to venues that they maybe wouldn't normally go to. Um, yeah. You know, maybe explore a coffee shop they haven't been into before or a pub they've not been into before and see a different side to it. And, uh, yeah you know
2: friendly family friendly atmosphere really nice i mean i know for example the star um it's their best day of the year so even over new year's eve i've been told um you know so it's a win-win for everybody isn't it Mm.
0: absolutely yeah it's it's a fantastic way of promoting a business as well as helping out yeah you know it, it hits so many different um, targets all at once. Yeah. I fire, fire one shot, you hit three. Yeah, yeah. What, what a, you know? It's, it's a great way of it's a great way of doing business, or fundamentally, as yeah. well as charity work and everything else, and yeah. everyone having a good time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Jules, what want you to be seen in the first place?
2: I used to live around here many years ago, and I moved away, and I always wanted to come back. Yeah. It's something very to me there's something very special about beeston mm. um it's a it's a real community mm. and um it's expensive probably not for people that have lived outside of um the midlands but it is quite expensive to live in beeston mm-hmm. and surrounding areas for a lot of us um so for me um i bought a um an old run-down house, it was the only way I could do it. And yeah. spent a couple of years doing it up and oh. thought, I don't really want to move out again now. Yeah. I feel at home here. Yeah, lovely. And there's a lot to get involved in. There's always something going on outside of Oxjohn. There's yeah. always something going on. There's workshops, there's, um, there's parks. During lockdown, it was really interesting because I found walks locally that I never knew existed. Yeah. And I thought I'd lived here for, I'd already lived here for four years before I discovered that just up the road you could get up to Bramcot Woods mm-hmm. or just, you know. Um, and I think it's quite a special place, yeah. really.
0: It's just right on the edge of the countryside. Yeah. You can get out and then, actually, if you live near the fields, you can be in an open field in a couple of minutes. Yeah. Which for a fairly city-close city location. is pretty amazing.
1: From Bramcot Hills, there's a 150-kilometre national trail that links up Nottingham City Centre all the way to Mansfield. Is
0: there
2: really?
1: Yeah, it's the Robin Hood Way. Wow. Yeah, and you just follow the signs and you can walk for miles and miles and miles, and it's amazing, it's really special. I mean, I know we're right on the doorstep of Derbyshire in the Peak District, but some of our local trails are just as exciting and just as special.
2: Absolutely yeah. Amazing. I mean, and the, the tram system, you know, it, it was a bit controversial for some, but I moved here just as it finished, mm-hmm. and for me... It's fantastic, mm. you know, 20 minutes you're in the center of knots if you yeah. want to go that way.
1: I met a friend in, in, I went to the glee club for the first time last night, talking about live music and things like that. I met a friend there, I paid five pounds to park around the corner and had a nightmare. She said, We came in and out with the tram four quid, no fuss, you yeah. no bother bothered, sat back, she could have two glasses of wine. Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> it was definitely exactly. controversial
0: at the time, it was <laughs> it was an enormous amount of disruption. But I guess for Oxjam, it's fantastic, isn't it? Because people coming in from the people city, out, yeah. and again, come in, have a good time, and get back out again. Yeah. Beeston's—if you're trying to get to Oxjam, Beeston is really ideally located. We've got yeah. there's a train station, big bus interchange,
2: yeah.
0: tram station. You can always kayak down the canal you if, ca- you fan- if you fancy <laughs> it. Really <keen.
2: laughs> If you're really
0: keen, you know. It's so riding, so it's you incredibly easy get. to get two beast and four ox jam if, yeah. you, you know, if you have any mobility issues or anything or you, or you want no. to come and have a drink and not worry about driving so yeah super super yeah. convenient for that
2: it
1: is so our, our podcast talks generally about great food and drink and great you know pioneers and independents and people that are kind of doing what they love in the area, which, as you said, there's a lot of in Nottingham mm. um, and Beeston and the surrounding areas. If you were going to go out to eat for a night in Notting- Nottingham or Beeston, where would be your go-to choice?
2: If I was coming out in the week and I just wanted some pub grub, mm. um, I might come to the Star. I might go the the Crown. Do fantastic pork pies. <laughs> If you like pork oh, pies, just going to try
1: that because <laughs> you hear that they don't do food, but they've got some snack things. Yeah, if
2: they still do them, then that's worth. Cheese boards, yes, Ooh, cheese boards. Yeah, yeah happy board. um, I mean, I, me personally, I like my real ale, and Beeston's fantastic for that. If you like your real ale, because you know the bars, etc. Um, the new place that's open, the Beeston Social. That's got a real good vibe about it. Yeah. That's great. Have I mean, you tried the food there? I haven't personally, but that's next on my list. Bendigo's quite nice. Nice atmosphere in there along the high street. Something for everyone. Yeah, and the little coffee shops. I mean, if you just want to go out, I'm always in Rory's, which is Greenhood. Yeah. For a coffee and a cinnamon bun.
0: We spoke to him very recently. Have you? It's, it's a yeah. nice He'll be coming up. To
2: that. Yeah. <laughs> I've got... A list of places I want to go to, so I want to try the new Sicilian restaurant, which I think you've done a podcast yeah. from, haven't mm-hmm. you? They, they are
1: open in the evening as well, so you can go for the evening for dinner, really get immersed in the yeah. family atmosphere in there. It feels yeah. like you're on holiday. That's...
0: It's amazing, because you get the accented voices and it feels very white and bright. And yeah. It feels like you're on holiday. If you don't yeah. look out the window and towards yeah. it feels, yeah. it feels yeah. like you're in Italy, which is really nice. And that's
2: what you want sometimes. Mm. You want that escapeism, I think. Yakinetti from Yeti for I love that place. Not been there yet. And the takeaway's fantastic as well. Something a bit more um, special, I suppose. Maybe the Frustrated Chef. Mm. That's very nice, down on Chilwa High Road. Yeah, we need to get in there, actually, and have a chat with them. That'd be great. Um, I mean, there's, there's pl- you're never it's short there, of somewhere short. to go. Never short of somewhere to go. Um, yeah. I think that's good range yeah yeah.
1: (laughs) you never need to leave Beeston do you You no and you know
2: yeah but you know sometimes I have to make the effort to actually get on the tram and go into Nottingham because we we are so fortunate with what we've got in Beeston that sometimes I end up thinking oh well it's just Mm. you know a 10 minute walk and then I go into Nottingham and think you know Nottingham itself's got a lot to offer as well. Mm. But uh, yeah, so there's always somewhere to go.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You
2: mentioned you love real ale,
0: Mm. so what's your Uh, favourite? No, that's a tough question.
2: I personally like amber, coppery type ales. Mm. I like. I like it in here in the star because they have that chart on the wall. So, quite often I'll go in somewhere and you don't really know what you're ordering. Although I find pretty, pretty much everywhere, if you say can have a taste of something, yeah. they will let you taste it before you buy a pint. Um, but both here in the crown, they're very knowledgeable about the, the beers that they sell. Mm-hmm. But here they have that chart which tells you exactly where, you know, alcohol content and whereabouts it fits. So, I would go for, I like Tiger. I love a doom Bar. Bar.
0: Doom. Mm. Um,
2: those sort for me, those mm. sorts of ales. But then in the summertime, perhaps a nice lager. Yeah. And if you're not drinking, a nice soda and lime. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, I think you've hit on something there where you said the staff in the Star and the Crown are really knowledgeable. It's definitely something I've noticed in the area is that you don't kind of get the turnover of staff necessarily necessarily in hospitality here mm. and people seem passionate about what they're doing as you say in the coffee shops or yeah. or in the pubs that they're there because they love what they do and and they want to know about the beers and they, or they want to know about the coffee or they want to know about the food um it's very rare that I've been somewhere in Beeston and kind of had brusque service or mm. felt like they don't care um definitely I mean even the students maybe that are picking up jobs in Beeston still seem to get involved and and understand what they're working with so yeah
2: they do and I think you know pubs like it's especially the crown and the star I've noticed is they have the locals that come in all the Mm. time and they get to know the staff and the staff get to know them Mm. you know and might have their own beer mug behind the bar to Mm. give them the beer in and it's that you know that personal touch that makes a difference I think sometimes
1: totally it brings people together that's Mm. exactly the glue that's binding that community together that we're talking about and you know you might for some of those people their interactions in the pub that might be the only inter you know if they live on their own that's exactly. sort of their community and and their social life um which is really lovely and I think that's not just in town I know I definitely get that feeling in the wooler and in the Admiral Rodney definitely yep. get that feeling as well yeah a bit further out
2: and more and more pubs now are uh, welcome dogs so if you're a dog owner you could take your dog in yeah. you know most so of
0: the, most of the ones I think other than the I think they're all pretty good in Beeston, mm. i do not to thing.
1: The only one you can't take a dog in that I've experienced is Hemlockstone. Okay. Um, but you're absolutely right, and a dog is definitely a talking point. Whether you're the dog yeah. owner or you're approaching the mm. dog, it definitely gets mm. people chatting.
2: Well, for me, I haven't got a dog, but I do dog boarding. Oh. So if I wanted to go out and you know nobody else was free, I wouldn't hesitate to bring my dog along and come That's and right. sit here, you know. And, and there must be other people in the same situation that are quite happy to go out on their own. Just having that dog is just, mm-hmm. you know, it's a bit of a crutch sometimes. Oh, I used before
0: yeah. I met my partner. Yeah, she's yeah. let take my two greyhounds to Totally Tapped. Yeah. That's how I met her.
1: You mentioned Beast and Social, for example. I hope they come on board, because it's something we noticed about there is we went in there the other day for um, lunch, and there were kids, mums with babies, um, maybe people my grandparents age having exactly. a cup of tea, um, some teenagers playing on the arcades, there was a complete range of ages in there and people took from Beast and Social what they needed so they could pop in for a cup of tea or we went in and had a burger and some other bits and pieces and it was really nice and I think that's probably the feel for Jam is that there's not just going to be, you know some music festivals I definitely wouldn't go to because it, you know it's going to be all sort of, bad rep, you know, mm. teenagers or 20-somethings making nuisance of themselves. And that's not what this is going to be like. Mm. It's going to be a real, everybody gets involved and gets stuck in and enjoying themselves um, and doing something for the greater good.
2: That's right. And the other, the other pub to mention that came on board last year was the commercial, because that's had oh. quite an overhaul. Yeah. Um, so it's nice that, I mean, there's a definite hub mm. that it's centred around, but we're now starting to branch out to those slightly further afield places, and people will still travel. I mean, it's not a million miles away, but if you think of where the boat and horses is and the commercial is, yeah. but people will still make that trip because yeah. there might be somebody they want to see or they're meeting some friends there or whatever. Yeah. And that's great, and that's what it's all about, really. And
1: actually, I see it as a great opportunity for anyone local who runs a food truck business or wants a pop-up food business to kind of maybe reach out to a venue that needs a bit more catering on the night and yes. they can you know, expand their business to a greater audience. Because
0: it's going to be a lot more people than a lot, of, peop- Houston, a lot, yeah. a lot of pubs are used to, pub kitchens are yeah. used to, and a more yeah. diverse audience, so we're welcome to yeah. more diverse food as well. Yeah. yeah.
2: We know of people that travel from down south uh, yeah. to come up to it, yeah. especially now we're the only one. Mm. You know, they've heard through friends or they've, you know, it, 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 it's a different type of music festival. And they want to feel comfortable, and, and they want to bring the families, and there isn't really a lot out there for that, right. so that's why I think we're a bit special in that mm. in that way.
1: The only other one I can think of that maybe I could compare is the Mosley Mosley Jazz yeah. and Console Festival, yeah. right? Um, because it's pretty much just off a high street in Birmingham. Now they do have a field with a tent, so it is all in one place, but mm-hmm. it does have that family feel because mm-hmm. everybody goes home. Mm-hmm. I think that's the difference. You've not got people camping overnight and that kind of, you know, everybody goes home and can sleep in their own bed. You get the best of both worlds. See all the great new bands, but sleep in your own bed.
0: Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> you keep for a either. No. Which is always never. <laughs> true. <laughs> Very true. Yeah. See, if that puts you off, and it puts me off going to festivals. Yeah. Um, you really don't have that problem in Oxjam.
1: You might not understand this, but it always makes me laugh when magazines or TV put in the festival roundup on. Don't forget your like jumpsuit or your play suit, and it's like I am not going in Portobello <laughs> in an
2: outfit that I have to take all of it off <laughs> yeah. to go to the toilets.
1: <laughs> but at Oxjam, you can because you'll be able to enjoy all the lovely pub-loos.
2: Absolutely, <laughs> and just from a fundraising point of view, because you know yeah. ultimately we're Got raising it. money. We've raised over one hundred and fifty thousand pounds for Oxfam. Wow. Um, but the year before lockdown, we had our best year ever and raised £27,000 that year. In one day? Yeah. With, there were other small events going on as well. But essentially. But essentially, that year's Jam Festival raised over £27,000. And, you know, people are very generous mm. and... You know, as I said before, we're not charging an awful lot for the tickets, no. but there'll be buckets around and people will chuck no. the change in. Usually, uh, the more beer they drink, the more change goes <laughs> in the bucket. You know, it's fantastic. But, you know, and, and there are always little hiccups, but we never have major problems. No. You know, we have security staff that come along just because things need monitoring. But the managers of the bars and the coffee shops, they're responsible for, for, mm-hmm. the, for the running of it. But, you know, the volunteers go in and support that. Yeah. So that's the way it's always run and that's what
0: works for us. So if in one message you'd like to pass on to our listeners before we close up, what would that be?
2: It is please come along on October the 15th. Um, get your tickets online or in the bookshop. Please, if you can volunteer, give up a few hours of your time on the day. That would make things a whole lot
0: easier for us. Thank you very much, Jules. Thank you. It's been really great talking to you. Yeah, it's been
1: great. Look forward to seeing you there. Yeah,
0: for
1: sure. Thanks for listening to Food Glue. Please subscribe to us and share us with all of your friends, family, your nan, your dog, whoever.
0: We would love to hear from you via our Instagram at Pod, or you can email us at foodgluepod at gmail.com.
1: And if you've got some spare time, please do rate and review us on your favourite podcast player because it helps other people to find us.